Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. I think uh, Deacon Pat told me to invite you all to his place for a New Year's Eve party tonight. They'll be going until midnight, so if you can't go until later, feel free to stop by. If you need his address, you can ask him after Mass. The church's calendar is a bit different from our secular calendar, which is why for us this is New Year's Eve, because tomorrow... The first Sunday of Advent marks the beginning of a new year for us in the church. Throughout this year, which we call Year B, in the three-year cycle of Sunday readings, we'll mostly be hearing from the Gospel of Mark, as we did just moments ago. And you might think that we would start the new year at the beginning of the Gospel, laying the groundwork for Jesus' birth at Christmas. That's what Advent is all about, isn't it? But strangely, that is not what happens. In fact, the passage that we just heard this evening comes very close to the end of Mark's gospel. In fact, it's literally the last verses before Mark tells us about the Lord's passion and crucifixion. Why is that? It could be in part because Mark doesn't actually tell us anything about Christ's birth, Matthew And Luke take care of that. In Mark's gospel, Jesus just shows up right at the beginning as a full-grown man to be baptized by John in the Jordan River. But there's something much deeper going on here. And it is the fact that the beginning of Advent is actually much more about the end of the story than it is about the beginning. It's not until later in this Advent season that our readings will turn to themes related to the birth of Jesus, his first coming, that happened at Christmas. But this first part of the Advent season each year is a time in which the church reminds us of the second coming of Christ, which we profess every week in the Creed. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. That moment that Carrie spoke about when the bodies of all the dead will be raised in the great resurrection at the end of time. And it's a truth that the church wants to remind us of. What difference does the second coming of Christ make in our lives? What am I called to do about it? Well, that's where the gospel comes in today. Because it's clear from our Lord's words, what we're meant to be doing to prepare for his second coming. Be watchful. Be alert. Watch, therefore. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. I don't know about you, but it takes a lot of effort for me to be watchful, to stay alert, Without effort, I very easily fall asleep. And I don't mean by that that I literally doze off. Although if you spot me in the Adoration Chapel in the late afternoon, there's a good chance I might be doing just that. But the sleep Jesus is talking about here is a spiritual sleep, a kind of interior stupor. And it seems to me that there are two reasons for his warning about staying awake, being alert, 
being watchful interiorly in our hearts. The first reason is because if we're not careful, we fall into this very misguided way of thinking that says, you know, there's absolutely no chance that Jesus is going to come and the end of the world with him during my lifetime. And healthy as I am, I've got plenty of years before I have to get my house in order and prepare to meet the Lord. That's a very seductive form of spiritual sleep. And I say it's very misguided because the fact of the matter is that no one knows the day or the hour of the end of the world. And it could happen during our lifetime. And while we could play the odds game, we really do not know the day or the hour of our death either. And it's a kind of risky thing to fall asleep, assuming that I'll wake up with enough time to get things in order before the end. We should always be prepared. But there's something much more important even than this at work in Jesus' words. Our Lord isn't just warning us to make sure that things end well for us. Even apart from the fact that you and I will one day stand before him as our judge. Really, the whole of our life is meant to be marked by this watchfulness. We should always be alert, awake, watching. Not so much because we don't want to be punished for our sins but more so because we don't want to miss an opportunity for good. And this is the second and more important reason for our Lord's call to watchfulness. And it's why Advent may be just a few weeks in December, but it teaches us something about how we should live the whole of our lives. Each day, at each moment, our Lord is coming to us. Behold, I am with you always. He said, even until the end of the world. He comes to us in all of those decisions that we confront throughout each and every day. He comes to us in the ordinary duties of our daily life, which are like veils behind which he is hiding. He comes to us in our encounters with one another. He waits to meet us in prayer. He comes to us day after day here on the altar in the Holy Eucharist. And each day, if we're awake, if we're watching, we will discover so many opportunities to meet the Lord and to receive from him the grace to grow in holiness, the grace to become saints, the grace to live truly beautiful and even heroic lives. But only if we're awake, only if we're mindful, in each of those moments that he comes throughout our lives. It can't happen if we're sleeping. If we're sleeping, our lives become one long sleepwalk. But if we're awake, if we're alert, if we live intentionally with that watchfulness, we come to recognize that nothing is without meaning in our lives. Every joy and pleasure is a taste of the perfect joy of heaven. And every difficulty and trial and suffering is an opportunity to meet Christ at the cross. So let's ask our Lord today.
for the grace to stay awake, to be watchful and alert. And you know, it's here that we practice this in a most basic way, here at Holy Mass. It takes effort to be attentive at Mass, to listen to the prayers and the readings, to open our hearts to Christ as he comes to us in the Holy Eucharist. Especially if we're very accustomed to the Mass, we can just go through it kind of mindlessly. It takes work to be awake, to participate fully. And so we practice this here, Sunday after Sunday, so that we can live it out then throughout the week. May Christ, the Lord of the house, which is our soul, find us watchful throughout this week, ready to welcome him in each and every way that he comes into our lives. St. Patrick, pray for us.